Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Kenny Heflin, and you are tuning into Nude Radio. But of course, you already knew that, right? How's it going? Like, how are y'all doing, you know, today or this morning or this evening, tonight? I mean, whatever time zone you're in, I hope that you're having a great time. And uh, yeah, you know, because I'm sending you all just positivity and love and light and big spiritual nude hugs, I guess. That sounds weird, but whatever. Yep. Look. Anyways, <laughs> I hope that you guys are doing great. And I wanted to uh, do this episode tonight because I've been having some very interesting experiences, I will say. And it's not that I'm new to this particular topic, but because I'm back into a certain lifestyle, I would say. It's all coming back to me now. It's all coming. I'm not going to sing the rest of that song because I don't want to get charged. (laughs) But I love that song. And if you know the song I'm talking about, you know, that's a hit. Anyways, so I wanted to get on the mic and just uh, I, I okay. so I guess I'm telling the gays at least. And the people of the LGBTQIA community, I'm pretty much talking things that like we already know within the community, but because Nude Radio does have some heterosexual listeners, uh, aka nudists, okay, because y'all are all nudists, because we do, I do like to inform and educate as much as possible, you know? So I wanted to talk about just cruising do you guys know exactly what cruising means right i i'm pretty sure again i'm pretty sure that this is all knowledge that people from our community happens to know but i'm gonna obviously talk about like my personal experiences with cruising and what my most recent experience has been it's been very interesting so Anyways, for the people who do not know what cruising is, I'll give a brief little history, a little summary of what it is and why the people of the LGBTQIA community, most of it being on the gays and the bi's, I guess. Yeah, the bi's cruise too. Anyways, just to give a brief history on what it means and why we do it and why we continue to do it. I mean, even with all the technology available and all the hookup apps, why do we choose to do it? And why I think is still something that's very much essential for our gays and our bi's and whoever else who likes to do it, you know? I mean, why not? So, a brief history of cruising. If you don't know, it usually, I mean, documented history at least goes back 200 years. Isn't that crazy? Like the hookup scene and cruising happens to go back to like 200 years ago. Now, mind you, this is something that's just been documented in written history. Obviously, this is not talking about everything that's happening years prior to that, which I'm pretty sure has been an art form, and I'll tell you why it's an art form in my own opinion a little bit later, but uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, but basically, back in the days, right, when homosexuality was criminalized, you know, by America and everything, and some other countries where it was criminalized, This was something, you know, that the gay population was able to do things, you know, in secret. And it proved to be necessary because, again, it was an art form, in my opinion, an art form. It was an art form, a.k.a. just an act of, you know, desire that gay men 
you know, perform because we weren't able to step out and be the people that we could be in these days in 2021. Right. So, again, this is criminal behavior. That means illegal. Okay, we had to come up with ways of of really finding and navigating our sexuality through people who are our peers in the community and to, you know, engage in sexual activity, because a lot of times, which I am not a supporter of like the download community and stuff like that. A lot of times, you know, with our gay I call them our gay ancestors, our gay elders, gay ancestors. You get it right. A lot of times, you know, we had to conform, you know, we had to be in marriages that we were not fully invested in, you know, in a genuine way. So to get that little itch, you know, and to scratch that itch, we had to find out like different ways and different destinations to go find like minded individuals like ourselves and to get those sexual desires fulfilled. So going back into it, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, for the bi and gay men, you know, we weren't able to be out. So with cruising, it was it was about stealing like a certain moment where you could really be true in your sexuality. Right. And it was a way to, again, not only get your rocks off and all that stuff or whatever, but again, to feel some sense of community in a way. And that is something that is above just the surface level sexuality of it, right? It's a way to feel community in a time where your lifestyle, your way of being, your truth was demonized. It was villainized. It was criminalized and it was illegal. So we had to figure out different ways of how to, you know, gain community get a sense of community to feel seen, but also to express ourselves in the most primal way possible. And that is to have sex and to engage in sexual activity with people of like minds. So basically, I mean, you know, in the early days, I guess like back in the day, again, this is all documented history and stuff. Again, it goes back 200 years from what we know so far. In cities, you know, like San Francisco and New York, these were like big meetup spots and still to this day is because they're still big cities in America. And basically, you know, they would use like different ports, you know, I would say like around like the turn of century, like in the 20th century, at least they would usually use like ports, you know, to um, attract other, you know, queer people and, you know, uh a lot of times like these people were like looking for actual jobs, you know, or opportunities just to stay away from home and stuff. And they found solace and peace within these ports. And in those ports, they usually found, again, people of like mind from the community where they're able to be themselves, embrace themselves and also to have sex. And again, this was all illegal. So. Even like times where, you know, the 1900s, you had people that would find different bathrooms and public uh, areas, you know, probably back in like the 1920s and stuff where, you know, cruising was more of an open secret. And it was among Americans that may think like, hey, hmm, let's figure out different ways, different destinations where, you know, we can mark where the popular cruising spots are. So when people come to the city or people who lived within the city, they knew exactly where to go. Right. So this way, again, people are able to find that liberation. You know, they're able to find that community and able to be themselves and let their hair down for however long that could be. So it has went on through generations and generations and generations. It's been popularized not only in America, but also in multiple different countries, especially countries that happen to be still in the dark ages with their ideal. Um, I would say like with their ideology um, when it comes to what cruising is and stuff like that. So I'm going to have a little wine, <laughs> but 
ideology. <laughs> I was talking too fast, but no. Um, so basically, you know, in states and different countries, this is still something that is looked down upon and being gay is still not technically okay in most countries that we would kind of think of. And with it being in 2021, it's just like, mm, again, you would expect it, but we don't have it that easy. Um, unfortunately, you know, we just don't have it that easy in other countries, like how we may have certain freedoms in America. And that's one of many privileges that we do have, at least. But, you know, cruising culture has been something that's been a part of our community for so long again documented history spanning all the way back to 200 years and it's gone by and become more prevalent in multiple cities across america at least and you know it's just the thing to do amongst other individuals in our community you get to you know and it's something about it where i would say i didn't expect Let's see. I didn't experience cruising until, hmm, I would say like, mm, maybe like once I had moved to LA when I was 22, like that's the first time like I really can go back and see exactly like, okay, this was the first time I was able to see cruising in its raw form and everything like that. Because again, I watched so many videos, so many movies about, you know, back in the day and stuff like that. And like, you know, the coming of age stories with uh, gay people and bisexual people. And it's just like with the history that we've had, I mean, come on now, like, you know, I'm a 90s baby, but I'm not far removed at all from the 80s and what the 80s brought and what we all know as uh, people outside our community, but people within the community is that, you know, with the AIDS uh, epidemic and uh, cruising, it was something that, you know, really struck within what, like 1981. Mind you, I was born in 1989, like at the end of it. So that was a time where, you know, queer culture had and was forever changed. I mean, less, you know, let's be real about it. Not just the simple fact that it was still in certain parts of the country deemed illegal and, you know, criminal behavior, but also just the fact that, you know, it has certain things where, you know, people were policing it, you know, there was a virus that was that was presented, you know, into this community um, and it threatened mostly men who loved men and who enjoyed sex with other men. So a lot of times, like, you know, in many of the like the gay bathhouses, those were all shut down by all the authorities, all the police, you know, anybody who was able to demonize and, you know, deem this as criminal behavior. A lot of those places where people were able to cruise for decades, at least a lot of the hot spots and destinations, those were shut down because we were now struck with this epidemic that we have come to find out is HIV AIDS. And there's so much that can go into that. And obviously, like that can be for another topic to go into that deep of a conversation. But it's definitely something that needs to be talked about, of course. Duh. Right. But within, you know, just the cruising culture, that epidemic struck us hard, you know, and unfortunately, so many of our pioneers, so many of our gay ancestors, um, they didn't make it out alive. And I just wish that we had the knowledge. I just wish that we had the medication. I wish that we had the funds and the um the wherewithal to navigate through such a dark time because we could have saved so many of our people that literally could have still been here today and still technically young by the world's culture and standard. So with gay culture and cruising, I mean, it's been something that's been existing for so long and it's, I don't think it's ever going to stop because like I say, like I learned Again, it was something I've always known about, clearly, of course. Like I said, I've been watching the movies, right? But 
but I didn't experience it until I was 22, brand new in LA. And I'll never forget because if you guys do know my story, I moved to LA, basically just a little spark note, moved to LA at 22 years old, did not have a job, had never been in California in my life, just knew, hey, this is something I've wanted to do since I was six. I've worked my ass off in Texas. Now it's time for me to move to LA because it's like either this time or not, got to do it. But I was looking for community because I didn't know anybody. And I was looking for people of my own community and I wanted to have some sense of self at least. Right. And at that time, like I just went into, I guess, like survival mode of like trying to find people who had the same thought process of me, at least, you know, other gay individuals where I could feel that type of freedom and stuff and like at least know how to navigate the city and where to go and what to do. And, you know, just all that stuff, whatever, because, again, I was not far removed from being a fucking teenager, which is crazy to think of. And now since I'm in my 30s, but I was so young and I was so desperate to seek community. And I remember I'll never forget I asked someone on Facebook, at least I'm like, where should I go? Where's the hot spots? Blah, 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 blah. And they told me everything. They listed out everything. They're so awesome. And kudos to them. But one of the many places they did list that I should go to was a 24 hours. I'm not going to say exactly where, but it's in L.A. And if you're gay and you live in L.A., I'm pretty sure that you know exactly which 24 hour fitness I'm talking about. Because I want to blow up their spot, right? I want to, you know, I want to blow up their spot. But if you know, you know. And I'll never forget, I went there and I went to the showers and stuff. I'm, again, brand fucking new. I'm still technically a baby gay and brand new to L.A. I think I had only been in L.A. for like a week or so. And I went to this 24-hour fitness. And I'll never forget, I was in the shower and stuff. And like this guy... I was at the end of the shower. It's like super late. And this guy happened to walk right on into my shower and got down on his knees and tried to suck my dick. And I just remember I was like, whoa, wait, 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 what's going on? Like this shit is happening really fast. And I'm like, uh, I was, when I tell you I was discombobulated, like I was just like, wait, what the fuck? And it was a situation that happened really fast. It ended really fast. I got like, I froze up. I did not really know what to expect because I wasn't planning on that to happen at least. And I just remember like kicking him out and he left and I got to leave out and get dressed eventually. But I got to see exactly, you know, what it looked like in real life. You know, you had a gym full of so many attractive men. I mean, again, being brand new to L.A., being from Detroit, had lived in Texas and stuff like that. Like, you know, I got to see some sexy, you know, physiques and stuff like that and everything like in Dallas, but not on the scale of what it meant to be in Los Angeles and to be surrounded by so many beautiful men of all colors all backgrounds i'm sure right and to see like you know what it looked like in real life i mean i got to actually just observe you know the and catch like the eyesight you know the certain gaze is the fleeting you know stares and the seductive you know body movements when they're working out and stuff and like the the body language the the nonverbal cues is going on like all of them right and then once we get down to the locker room, you know, you got to see exactly what that looked like on the floor where they're working out and how that could lead back to the locker room and what what happened then. You know, so going back into the locker room and stuff, you know, you got to see exactly like how people slowly, you know, get dressed or they Sometimes, I mean, if you're really bold, which a lot of guys are like super bold, they'll just, you know, take off their clothes and just be butt ass naked. And it's just like you might have like a few guys in that locker area where they might stare and look at stuff and, you know, they might look away or 
it's just certain things they'll do. And then they'll lead into like, you know, the steam room. And then I got to see exactly like what goes on in a steam room and stuff. And, you know, these gays out here in L.A., first off, let me tell you this. Mostly every gym in L.A. is gay as fuck because there's so many gay people here in Los Angeles. It's crazy. So you can pretty much count on most gyms being gay and the people that inhabit those gyms and work out at certain times of the day or night. I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten they're of the community. So they're with it. Or at least they're comfortable. I'll say that. So in the steam rooms, like I have seen different ways of in a steam room, because, again, like I say, when you're getting dressed or getting undressed and stuff, you do certain things, you know, you drop the towel, you know, you pull off your pants and your underwear at the same time so that you're fully naked and, and pretty much to to kind of like get it like a good check on who's looking and then you look at them and they look at you and then you know you don't really say too much or whatever but you give them like a certain nonverbal cue to follow you and then they follow you and if your gym happens to have a steam room like most of mine has mm, that's when you have like your towel on and you'll kind of see like dudes uh, move their towel to the side. And if you pay attention, right, if you pay attention, you can actually see their dicks like jumping up, you know, like they'll have their towel still over their dick, but they'll pull it off the side leg, you know, where it's like that, that actual like breaking of the towel. And at that point, You'll have like somebody else if they're interested or other people that's interested because I've I've been in situations where the damn near the whole fucking steam room participated in some shit. And at that point, once you see there's enough people looking or like the other person's looking at you and at your dick literally jumping in a towel, right? At that point, they do the same thing. And then that's when you just so happen to move that towel over and reveal your cock in all its glory, all hard and throbbing and just ooh, ooh, Lord have mercy. Anyways, ooh, I'm having hot flashes. <laughs> but you reveal your cock or your dick, however you want to call it. Your penis, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? You were feeling it's all hard, it's throbbing, it's jumping, it's erect, and it's just like, mm, come touch it, you know, come suck it, right? And here my fucking ass is voyeur as fuck, just being a fly on a wall, like, ooh, they about to do something, oh my god, let me see, like, what they about to do. Like, let me not act like I'm looking, but I'm kind of looking, but I don't want to be too obvious, even though I'm literally standing in this fucking room or sitting down in the stamp steam room while these guys are clearly about to get it on. <sighs> I've seen, you know, Guys just started jerking each other off. I've seen, you know, where they just would start sucking each other's dicks. Like, and then, of course, when you hear somebody else about to walk into the steam room, of course, that's when, you know, you pull up, you know, you put your towel back over yourself and stuff because you don't technically know, like, if the new person that's just walked in the steam room is going to be comfortable with what you're doing or would want to participate. So you don't want to just keep doing that, right? Because, I mean, I've been in gyms, again, I'm not going to name the actual gym, but different gyms in Los Angeles where I had like, you know, a multi-pass to every single branch, right? Where guys have gotten caught, you know, because not every gym, again, most gyms are going to be inhabited by mostly gay men, gay and bisexual men, hands down, for sure, in LA at least. But... That doesn't mean that all of them are going to be gay friendly. That doesn't mean that every single person that's in that steam room is going to be okay with you publicly soliciting sex. I mean, it is what it is. You know, and that's okay because 
technically everybody shouldn't see that. So I get it. But it's about being careful and reading the room. Like literally read the fucking room, y'all. So I will never forget this one time when I actually participated. <sighs> wow. It was this sexy ass dude. <laughs> Picture this. It was eight o'clock at night. I had just got done working legs and lower back and stuff. So I was like, just good and worked out like good thigh pump, just sore. I could just feel it. Right. And I'm in a steam room and the steam comes back on and stuff. It's getting all nice and foggy and steamy and eucalyptusy and stuff. And just <sighs> all of that. Just open up your pores and detoxifying you. Right. Okay. And this sexy ass dude, he was around my height, you know, like around like five, eight. And he walks in. First off, he had just a body full of just hair. And if you guys know anything about me, I do love a man with some body hair, especially chest hair. Oh, my God. So we're sitting in a steam room and he starts to do the thing. He starts to, you know undo his towel you know slowly again it's step by step y'all you got to be strategic with this because you got to vet exactly if the person that you're around is going to be okay with what you're doing okay read the room so he's moving the towel slowly and slowly and he moves it to like the side it's like oh god wait i'm getting oh shit fuck let me turn this fucking air on because I'm starting to get hot. I'm starting to get flashes back because this shit was so fucking hot. <sighs> okay, let me focus. So he starts to move the towel and he moves the towel and off his uh, right thigh. And he then begins to start stroking like his right thigh that is now bare from the top to the thigh to like his knee and everything to kind of signal me to look because of course I, I don't really know exactly what he's doing but at least if I can kind of see that there's some movement going on and mind you like everybody's working out so nobody's really in the locker room definitely not in the steam room it's only us two. Oh god oh, I can get I'm getting hard now shit but so he's moving the towel and he moves it to the side and he's stroking his thigh i then start paying attention and again i'm trying not to look but i'm looking but i'm trying not to look because i'm trying not to be obvious i try to act so fake like so unfazed so unbothered sometimes it doesn't work so the towel then lands in the middle of his body and it happens to fall on top of his hard dick that is now beginning to throb and it's starting to jump oh god fuck it's starting to jump underneath the towel and my dick started getting so fucking hard and mind you i'm still up here trying to keep it cool trying to act like i'm not seeing what i'm seeing and I don't want him to technically see, but I wanted to participate, but I didn't want to because I was kind of scared. And he moves the towel. And eventually, once he sees that I'm looking, he moves the towel all the way to the side of his body. So now his whole dick is just exposed and it's so fucking big. It's so hard. It's so thick and it's pretty as fuck. All that steam is like running down like his hairy body, his chiseled abs and his chest. Oh, God. It was so hot. Oh, my God. Lord, have mercy. Take me down. I want to suck some dick now. Fuck. Okay. Let me let me reel it back in. So at that point. I then was like, okay, motherfucker, I got you. So I went ahead and just removed my towel. And then he had happened to move closer to me. And at that point, we started to stroke each other's dicks. And I was just like, first off, okay, pause real quick. 
If I've never explained it before on my show, Nude Radio, then let me tell you now. Kenny does not like to waste a hard dick at all because once my dick gets hard and anybody who has a dick, let me know if y'all feel the same way because I know for me, I get complete tunnel vision. Once my dick gets hard, I'm not thinking rationally. I just have one intention and that intention and goal is to bust a nut by any means necessary at that point. Like judgment gets cloudy as fuck. It's kind of like you're drunk. Like I explained in one of my episodes, it's a horny demon that then comes out the crevices of hell and jumps on your back and rides you until you have to nut literally and expel the demon like the exorcist Ooh, projectile semen Ugh, all across the room <sighs> so we're jacking each other off back to the story so we're jacking each other off right stroking each other's cocks tickling each other's pickle and somebody walks in we hear some flip-flops coming in so we cover ourselves so he then gets up and wraps his towel back around him and he gives me the eye signal to follow him so at that point i walk out you know maybe like a minute after him so he's acting like he's drying himself off and stuff and then i signal him to like you know hey hey you i'm walking over here to the stalls and at that gym the stalls were like down to the ground like literally to the floor and up to the ceiling so they're kind of like miniature rooms in a way and i signal him and i leave the door unlocked in the stall like all the way to the far uh, back of the stall and i leave the door unlocked and he clearly knew exactly where i was going so he walks into the stall and then pulls his uh towel down and we start to make out and kiss and he's like grabbing my dick and stroking it all the way from the base to the head. And because when I get really turned on, I I legit just ooze pre-cum, like just natural loop, right? So my dick feels good, you know, it just feels great. He's like, damn, like he's just like playing with all the pre-cum that's just like literally oozing out of it. And I'm like on rock hard, like dick throbbing to this fucking point. Cause first off, this was my first true experience, but it was so hot because it's like you're doing something that you shouldn't do. And it's like the whole thrill of you getting caught in, in trouble and stuff like that. It's just like really hot. So he then uh, turns me around and starts to eat my ass now luckily for this dude first off wherever he is i would still like to kind of find him but wherever he is in the world just know that i'm sending you loves and kisses and things like that but you are a daring man thank god you are because my booty was clean Whew, i had just got the shower lord have mercy because he didn't know but i guess he could do and maybe he saw me go in the shower who knows you never really know who's watching until you fucking know right so he starts to he pushes me up against the wall and i'm holding on against the wall like over the toilet and he gets on his knees and spreads my booty cheeks and if y'all know i'm a little shapely so my ass is fat so that's a lot of meat to push back so he's just like digging in with his tongue it's just like licking and just like stabbing my hole with his tongue and shit was so fucking hot and I'm like jacking my dick off because like if I do get my ass ate, like I like to stroke my dick and like, you know, bust a fat ass nut. So he's doing that. And then somebody walks in. Ugh, so annoying. But we are in the fucking bathroom. Somebody walks into the stall next to us and, you know, they had to use the bathroom. I won't get too graphic in that part what they had to do, but because that's gross. But basically, we had to stop and, you know, he walked out first. Luckily, we happened to have, you know, a locker that was right next to each other and stuff. And we when I tell you I was so fucking pissed, y'all, this was back when I lived in downtown and I can't wait to move back downtown. But this is back when I lived in the city and he gave me his number and he told me where he lived. But my fucking phone died right before I could save it. And he had just left. Oh, 
would I tell you I was so fucking hurt? I was so fucking horny. Like, it was complete madness. Madness, I tell you. I was that fucking horny. And my fucking phone died. And he had just left. I was hurt. When I tell you, I was down bad. I was down fucking bad. I was pissed the fuck off. Because, again, I don't like wasting a hard dick. And because this dude was literally my type. I... it still it still pains me and i think this is like back in fucking like 2014 or 2015 i think this was back in 2014 yeah i want to say yeah this was definitely 2014 i was hurt and i looked for that man every single day for like a week i'm like where is he at where is he i could never find him because, I mean, people go to the gym at different times and shit. Oh, I was so hurt. <sighs> but when I tell you, I... <sighs> when I fucking tell you that I damn near beat my dick like I was mad at it once I got home. Because, first off, I was mad at myself. Because my fucking phone died. But also because I didn't get to finish my mission. I wanted to bust a fucking nut with this guy. <sighs> I bet we would have fucked real good. Damn. Ooh. Lord have mercy. I could have painted his whole chest with just cum. Oh, God. That's still... It still bothers me, darling. Y'all see I'm still affected by this. This is still traumatic for me. This is still a very much a traumatic experience for me. And yeah. So... After that, like, I mean, like I say, like, you would go to the gym at certain times because at that point, like, you knew, like, certain days and times or whatever, like, it just happened to be filled with, like, mostly gays or whatever the case was. And, you know, a lot of times, ooh, y'all talking about this, I'm drinking wine first off. I'm drinking some red wine, which I just got in my box. And talking about this fucking cruising shit and like my own personal experiences and I'm starting to get horny and I am like two seconds from sending somebody a WID text like what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Fuck. Okay. Let me focus. Woosah. Okay. So. (laughs) So yeah, like you would see like certain guys again, like they'll do the whole steam room thing and then like they'll go to the showers, they'll leave like their shower open and stuff, you know, and so that you can see them and their naked bodies. And if the cleaning, you know, assistant wasn't right there, which usually they always are at my gym, you'll kind of like leave the doors open so like you can see each other like stroking your dicks and stuff and like fingering your holes and oh my god. <sighs> Uh, so fucking hot. But like, I would just always be the voyeur again. Like, I used to try to be so calm, cool, and collected, so unbothered, acting like I'm not looking, but I'm looking. But I really want to look. But I'm just like, I don't want to like fall into it too much. <sighs> and people like they just don't care. These gays, they just don't give a. Fuck, like, especially if we're talking about like in the month of June, which is gay pride. I always say this and people laugh at me when I say this, but I really mean it. But I just feel like during the month of June, it's gay pride month and stuff. And I feel like our powers are heightened, (laughs) kind of like how werewolf is to like a full boot. (laughs) So the not giving a fuck part of it. Of being openly, you know, sexual and everything like that and embracing yourself and your sexuality and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. It's strong in these ones. Like the force is strong. It's strong in us, right? So 
there's been so many times and like I go to a gym now that I live in West Hollywood. I've been living in West Hollywood for over three years now, but going to the gyms out here, there's going to be more of a saturation of gays because all of the gay bars, for the most part, the big popular ones are out here in West Hollywood. So most of us live out here, even though we're all around L.A. because there's just that many people in L.A., but so many gay people in L.A. So living out here in West Hollywood, going out to the gym in West Hollywood, let me tell you, baby, honey, child, yes, I have seen dudes fucking in the gym. Some have gotten caught and got in trouble now. I remember that time like a few years ago. I didn't remember. I was like, ooh, child, I know y'all in trouble. Mm. But I've seen, obviously, like the regular, like stroking of the dicks, you know, stroking each other off, you know, maybe some sucky sucky, you know, little something something. Um, but I've seen it all. And when I tell you, I'd be so fucking hard underneath that towel and I'd be trying to hide it and stuff for the most part. But at the same time, I've learned to constrain a lot of that and to look, but not again, to not really try to pay attention because I then don't want all the attention on me. And to be perfectly honest, living out here in West Hollywood and at certain gyms, I'll just say that I'm one of a few different black dudes, right? So they're going to mostly be trans, uh, you know, it's going to mostly be saturated with white gay men for the most part, some Hispanics, maybe some Asians, but predominantly white gay men. And of course, we know there's a history of, you know, fetishes amongst the black body and stuff and the whole Mandingo and big black cocks, BBCs and all that shit, right? So here I come walking in, you know, and you got these white dudes just fetishizing, you know, hey, stud, hey, stud, yeah, the big, big black cock, BBC, come bust a load on me, bust a load, breed my hole, you know, all that shit they be talking about. If you know, then you know, right? Because it's what they be fucking saying. And don't let you be a top on top of that. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's on like. Donkey Kong. It is. So sometimes I feel a little uncomfortable. Like, for example, today, today, I just so I just got back into the gym. I've been out of the gym for almost two years. Mind you, I kind of just like fell off in my consistency back in 2019, late 2019, at least. And of course, with 2020, we had a full ass pandemic, global pandemic. Everything's shut down and closed. So no gym for Kenny. I had a home gym. Still do. So being back into actual gyms, like it's been like very interesting because let me tell you, the gays are back into their bad behavior. And ooh-wee, it's interesting because Today, for example, there was a black guy who was in the steam room when I walked in and eventually, you know, he's doing the thing, you know, he's he's vetting the people that's within the steam room at that point. Seeing if, you know, any fish are going to bite. And you see him move the towel and all that stuff, rubs the thighs, see if he can get people's attention again. There's a trend, right? I didn't get to really see his face because you got to look cute than just having like nice genitals. Like I don't, you got to be cute anyways. So here it is. Um, he has like his towel and stuff. And at that point, you know, he moves it and reveals his BBC, that big black cock. And I'm like, Ooh, baby, see again. Like I'm looking, but try not to look. So, <laughs> so he's over there stroking it and I see him and I see like, you know, some of the white guys just like sitting above, you know, the little other shower area and stuff within the steam room and they move their towel and stuff and they then started to stroke theirs. 
So one of the guys look at me and he's like, hey, and I'm like, I'm just a fly on the wall. I'm, I'm, I'm just a fly on the wall. Y'all do what y'all do. I am here to detoxify uh, because it has a bunch of great, healthy properties and stuff and to clear my sinuses, which is not helping now because I'm starting to get stuffy. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just flying along. Y'all do what y'all do. I'm I'm cool. You know, hey, get it, get it, get it. Um, And at that point, he is stroking his dick and he's like a dark skinned black dude beautiful body and stuff like that like chisel just what i call lumpy chocolate right stroking that big ass dick right Mm. oh lord and at that point you know there's other people walking in of course he stops the other people that are doing it they stop and then they start to do it again once they feel comfortable to do it and I'm just sitting here like, I don't see how y'all can do it because first off, like not to be judgy, but it's just like, again, for me personally, I don't like wasting a hard dick point blank period. So I just, I don't get how, I mean, okay. Like you want to be seen, I guess like the whole voyeur thing, pleasure yourself. Okay. That sounds cute possibly maybe but at the same time it's just like well are you planning to bust a nut like i mean that should be the goal that's a goal for me because ain't wasting a heart and uh if my dick get hard my focus at that point is to get it to go down which means i need to ejaculate and i need to bust a big ass nut so I can feel better and I can start thinking like a normal person. And it's just like I watch these guys follow each other in and out the, the steam room. They go into the showers. They leave out. They're clearly just here doing their thing. And at that point, I'm just thinking to myself, like, OK, this is cute. Another black guy walks in. And sits right next to me. And then he's chilling out. He's acting normal at that point. So the other black guy who was clearly cruising, of course, clearly, I mean, he's stroking his dick. And yeah, stroking his dick. He sits down on the other side. So now it's three black guys, including myself, on one side of the steam room. And there's like four white guys on the other side. And because oh boy is over here stroking his fucking dick, I'm looking to see if the other dude that's right next to me is about to start doing his or if he's going to ignore it, like how I'm trying to, but also be a nosy. So they're looking for us. I felt kind of like uncomfortable in a way because I just here it is like these white gays were now looking at us and again fetishizing the whole BBC stereotype, this whole stud culture, right? I felt like he was in a way like performing. I mean, I just, I didn't really like that. I didn't too much feel comfortable with that because here it is. Now they're looking for us, you know, for me to start doing the same thing and to be down with that and to be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. And, um, I guess lock the doors, somebody or something and suck our cocks. (laughs) Like at that point I was just like, okay, let me get out of here because guys, like I say, they were stroking each other's dicks. They were, you know, putting each other's, uh, you know, fingers in their booty holes and stuff and everything. And I'm like, damn, like, I really hope y'all go home with each other because yeah, like, why risk it if you're not going to actually, you know, make good on that shit? Because, listen, I like to get it in. So you better believe I'm trying to take if I was to cruise in the steam room, like to actually fucking do it. Like, I'm going to do it with the idea that we're going back to your place or my place. Luckily, we both live close. Let's get this nut. Like, I'm about to dig all in your booty like i'm doing all of that shit right 
and I'm busting a fat ass nut all up in there. Hey, get it in. I'm here for it. But that's just me. So you see these guys like they walk in and out the steam room, they walk in the shower, they walk in a sauna, they're walking around butt naked and stuff like that to get like that gaze. And it's just like a bunch of like white guys just like lusting after just the blacks and stuff and everything. And it was just interesting. It was interesting. But I said, okay. They're most likely not going home with each other. Okay. Got it. Like, I would like to know the purpose, but I think I get where they're coming from when they're doing it because it's more of like the voyeur side of it and stuff like that. And they're in goal. I'm sure they want to bust a nut. I'm sure, of course, but because of the opportunity and the situation that's there and everything, they can't really do it. So I get that. But I just want to bust a nut. Like, yeah, like I want to come. I'm not getting hard for no fucking reason just for you to look at it, bitch. The fuck? And I'm thinking about this dude. I'm like, dude, you are literally going back and forth in the shower, out the shower. First off, you're not wearing any fucking flip flops. Fucking gross. Still during COVID. Okay. Walking in and out the fucking shower, walking back into the same room, sauna, this, this, and this. So fucking obvious of what you're doing. You're now that dude who is cruising. Mind you, cruising going back in the day and still to this day, it should be something that's discreet. And people aren't supposed to really know exactly what you're doing. Like, that's the mystique because you're supposed to be, you know, doing something that you're going to get in trouble for technically. You know, so with this dude walking back and in, just all that shit or whatever, I was just like, dude, it's 2021 um, and we are legit in a, technically a gay gym. Get on Grinder, Get on Jacked. I'm sure you have the app. Any of the guys that's within this gym, which will tell you how many feet that they're around you and stuff like that. Um, You can... Just shoot your shot there because if you keep walking in and out of this fucking steam room, baby boy, you're going to sweat out all your fluids and you're going to pass out from dehydrate from dehydration. And at that point, you're going to be a naked black man with your large dick on the floor. So I just found that interesting, but it's it's. Cool to be back in a gym and stuff because, like I say, I do like to be a voyeur and stuff, and I do like looking from time to time, especially because it's right there, it's in real life. And at my gym in WeHo, most of all the OnlyFans content creators, like most of your faves, go to that gym, so they don't give a fuck. But they're also networking. Like, that's like a way to network, I'm sure, right? Because, like, they're getting contacts to, like, you know, collaborate and stuff like that. Like, make that money, y'all. Make that money. Don't let it make you. But for the ones that aren't only fan content creators, like, bust a nut. Like, I mean, get their contacts. But at the same time, I don't know if they're connecting or not. But when I see it, they're not because they all leave at different times and shit, you know. So it's just it's just interesting, but I love to see it. And with cruising, I just feel like with our new gays, you know, the ones that are brand new, they're eighteen years old, they're legal. Um, with our gays and our bisexual men who are new into the community and they're trying to discover themselves. I think it is essential, essential darling. Similar to the seven wonders from American horror story coven. It's a skill that every gay must learn. It's a skill that every gay and bi man should know. And it's not a dead art form. This is still something that goes on till this day in multiple cities, multiple countries, and multiple fucking continents, right? 
and probably on multiple planets. Little do we know. I would like to know that. Like, is E.T. cruising? Anyways, let me not get distracted because you know I can. So it's just like, I think that every new gay and bi guy like needs to know what it is to cruise, how to do it. I feel like we owe it to our gay ancestors, our elders, the one that paved the way, the pioneers, darling. Okay, we owe it to them and their legacy to at least know how to do it. Because when I tell you, I may not utilize it, but I do see it often. And I and I just remember this one time, like a few months ago, I was at Target in West Hollywood. Of course, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm on the phone with my mom, running my mouth, because that's what we do. And I see this dude, like I was picking up like some plates and stuff, and I see this dude who had like some gray sweatpants on. And from my peripheral, right, I see a big long dick in those pants. And I said, is that his dick? Is that his dick? I think that's his dick. Okay, it is. And my mama talking about constipation. She was constipated or something. Bless her heart. She had to drink some prune juice or something. I don't fucking know. She was talking about the wrong thing that I wanted to hear at that time. (laughs) Because I got distracted by dick. So this guy, he sees that, you know, I'm kind of looking from the side. Oh, God, I'm starting to get horny again. Shit. Okay, let me reel it back in. So... He sees that like I'm peeking and then I walk off and he starts to follow me, but not follow me. Like he just happens to conveniently end up in the same spaces that I was in. So mind you, I'm still on the phone with my mom when she's talking about her fucking constipation. And this guy, he walks over. He's looking at the plants, fake looking at the plants. I say that with air quotes. And he's. He's looking at the plants. He's making sure that he's turning over to my side. And so I could see his, I mean, big ass dick. And these sweatpants, like they were like thin gray sweatpants. And his dick was just free ball like a motherfucker. Just swinging and just, oh God. When I tell you I want to put that motherfucker in my mouth, my, my hormones were to the fucking roof. I was ready to jump out of my skin and do something and then to get back in it. Like it was like that. So he then comes close and now he's looking at the plants over where I'm at. So he's on the other side of the shelf. Uh, so I could see his dick like right there. Like mind you, he's standing like maybe a foot and a half away from me because he's like on the other side of the shelf and I could see his dick and it was just so big and I could tell it was so thick oh my god and that's when I said mom I gotta I gotta I gotta call you back girl sugar honey girl I gotta call you back Ooh, get off the phone yo son I'm about to be a whore my mouth was watering. When I tell you I was salivating like a fucking dog on Thanksgiving evening, baby. Ooh, that dick was big. That was like 10 inches of long, thick ass dick swinging freely in those thin gray sweatpants. And I was so fucking hard in my jeans. Like, we just kept going around Target and, you know, he'll see where I was. He'll come over. I'll see where he was. I will go over and stuff. And at that point, I was like, I just need to see the dick. I just need to see it and grab it. I wasn't going to suck it. Like, I didn't want to suck like no stranger dick or whatever like that. But I mean, I have sucked strangers dicks like, you know, when I'm hooking up with people, I guess but this wasn't it. This was this was different, right? I just wanted to see it. And we happened to follow each other in the bathroom and he whipped it out. Oh my god. Mm, mm, mm. 
he was like this sexy ass Arab dude whips out his big ass fucking dick just huge I just wanted to grab it and just to tell him thank you so uh, I tugged it I pulled it Y'all, I'm struggling to even tell this fucking story because I'm starting to get horny. I need to go fuck. Or something. Or something. Okay, so we leave the Target and then we uh, end up going down the street, like taking a walk and it's dark, right? It's because at that point it was like 11 o'clock at night or almost 12. We're walking and it's one of the houses um, where we stopped and... We were in front of the house, and at that point, he pulls his dick out, and we start like stroking each other's dicks, like in front of like these people's houses. Oh Lord! And there was a house that was like being fixed or whatever. It was like construction or whatever, but it had like the wrapping and around the fencing and stuff like that or whatever. But it was an opening. So at that point, we we walk through the opening and we both pull out our dicks and stuff and like we're jacking each other off just like stroking each other's dicks and um i was just like oh my god like we just did that like we stood in front of each other and oh god stood in front of each other just giving each other a good old gay man's handshake And you know, like I said, they call me wet, wet, because I get wet. Okay, so nothing but natural lube. Don't need not a damn lube, because I was just that fucking aroused. And he was like, you know, oh god, it was so hot. He gets on his knees. He's like, I want you to let me know when you're about to nut. And we're stroking each other's dicks for probably about 10, 15 minutes. And he's like, I want you to let me know when you're about to nut because I want your load like all over me. And I'm like, okay, I can do that for you. So I was getting close. So I let him know, like, you know, I'm, I'm getting close and stuff. And he gets on his knees and he opens up his mouth and I bust a big fat ass nut all over his fucking chest and chin. God, when I tell you, like, I came out of my body, like how the fucking Sorcerer Supreme fucking kicked Dr. Strange out of his body, his astral projected body. (laughs) Like, that's what it felt like. Oh, God. Mm. But, ugh. When I tell you, I bust so much cum. And again, like for the people who don't know, like I am a shooter extravaganza. Okay. I, it was so much fucking cum. Like it was ridiculous. Like I sprayed that man. He was like, damn, that was so fucking hot. And he starts to jack his dick off like even faster. Like as my cum is starting to drip down to his dick and he's using my cum as lube. Oh my God. And he busts like a fat ass nut all over his stomach. And then he just was like, I just want to walk around with it. I just want to walk around with it. I'm not going to wipe it off. I'll clean off when I get home. And I didn't know his name. He didn't know my name. This was like traditional cruising one-on-one at its best, anonymous as fuck. Just, he came to Target with a goal, and baby, I filled it. I mean, I came all over that dude's chest, and I was so fucking turned on, like, just the idea of, like, his big-ass, beautiful dick, beautiful. (sighs) And just, like, from where it started to, like, where it ended, I mean, like, you can't make this shit up. Like, how fun is it to be gay? I love it. It's, it's like, being gay is like a fucking, and I've been saying this for years since I was a young gay, a baby gay. 
It's like being in a members only club, like a secret society or something like, you know, a little, a little something, something. Oh, my God. But we walk off and we walk to our cars and we get in our cars. We go our separate ways. Say good night. Have a good night. It was fun, um, you know, playing with you and stuff. Okay. Have a good night. You stay safe out there. And that was it. That was it. Like cruising 101. That's why I say, like, even if you don't utilize it and it's something that I don't do often, that was literally something that happened. I think because, like I say, with the story with the gym that happened like 2014, this happened. Um, well, this wasn't 2021. That happened in uh, like. Was it December or November of 2020? It was something like that. Anyways, I had no business doing that, but I did. I did. And it was just, it was glorious. But I just, in my personal opinion, I just think if you utilize it or not, every gay and bisexual man needs to know exactly like what it is to cruise. And just, you know, it's a life skill, you know, try it out. I don't know. I'll teach you. I've taught plenty. I'll teach you some things. I'll show you how to do it. I kind of feel like, you know, that elder vampire who's like teaching like his new vampire, like how to feed on humans and shit like that. Like, it's kind of like that. But that's just because I love like horror movies. But whatever. Anyways. Y'all tell me. I want to hear some of your cruising stories. I know that you have some because, like I say, we have all done it or we all plan on doing it. and yeah let me know i'm here to hear it um and give me some feedback because i'm excited to know a little bit more about it so you know hey anyways give me some feedback talk to you later i love y'all so much you know how much i appreciate you all all across the country all across the world all my boys and girls all my non-binaries You tuned in to Nude Radio. This is Kenny Heflin, and we are out. Bye.